are calling to St. John. I want to share from verse from chapter 5, verse 7 and 9, but I want to read from verse 1 all the way to verses ten or 9. If you find it, say amen. 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 I want to read from the um, New King James Version. Chapter 5 of St. John. The Gospel according to St. John. Verse 1 says, After this, there was a great feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Waiting for the moving of the water. Someone said moving of the water. My, my, my. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever or whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now, a certain man was dead who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been dead or been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Let us pray. Now, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name. You may have your seat. Just from verses 7 and 9, I, I want to talk on the topic, a bridge over troubled water. A great contemporary songwriter from South Africa by the name of Paul Simon, he wrote this song, a, a remix of Bridge Over Troubled Water. Uh, this is what he said in his letters. 
when you are weary, feeling small, and tears coming down your eyes, Jesus said, I'll dry them up for you. When times are rough and friends can't be found, Jesus said, I'll be the bridge over troubled water. This morning, we found a man in our text. The Bible tells us that at a place called Bethesda, which means the house of mercy, the Bible said there were a great multitude of people. There were people of all kinds of sicknesses lingering around the pool. They were there because it was believed that at certain time of the year, certain time of the hour, certain time of the day, an angel would come down from heaven and would touch the water. And whoever had the opportunity to step into the water would be made whole. As I was studying this text, I, I, I noticed that the man that the Bible referred to, the Bible does not name this man. The Bible doesn't tell us what his name is. The Bible only describes his condition. Can you imagine being sick for 38 years? Or can you imagine having a problem that won't go away for 38 years? Every time you come to church, you come with a great spirit of expectation, waiting for God to heal your problem. But then you leave disappointed because only one person can get healed. Now, I noticed that this man, it is, it is interesting that this man found himself at the pool every year in and every year out, waiting to get his healing. But what amazed me was when Jesus appeared to him and asked him, do you want to be made well? Do, do you see what he says? Do you see what he said? The first thing came out of his mouth was an excuse. Was an excuse. M many of us are like this man. We make excuses upon excuses for things that we can do for ourselves. That we can do for ourselves. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? You're a man that has been sitting by the pool for 38 years expecting a miracle from God. And God shows up on the scene and he has an excuse. Can you imagine? Can you imagine 
you're looking for a healing. And God, t- and God shows up and says, I'm here to heal you. And then you say, he asks you, what do you want? Then you say, I have no one to help me. One, one great philosopher tells us that probably this man who was sick for 38 years did not have no friends, did not have no one to help him to make it to the pool. But, but yes, the question, you know, sometimes you read the text, you have to, you have to raise critical questions to the text. And one of the things that jumped at me in the text was, after Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? And he said, I have no one. The first thing that comes to my mind is, how did you arrive at the pool? I mean, someone got, the Bible said he was, he was lame. So someone has to take him to the pool. Someone has to take him. You, you know how, 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 how we make excuses for our inabilities, instead of focus on our strengths, we come up with excuses. Oh, I can come to Bible study because I work so late. One thing I know about human beings, if they want to do something, they'll find a way. You find a way to do it. You find a way to do it. So this man, this man found himself in a predicament that He's been there for 38 years trying to figure out when he's going to get in this pool. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? He said, oh, look, look, look God, I have no one to help me. Another thing I noticed in the text was this man wasn't looking for Jesus. The Bible said Jesus sought him out. In most of Jesus' miracle, you remember the woman that was sick with the issue of blood? The Bible said this woman said to herself, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. So the Bible says she pressed her way through the crowd. Most of Jesus' miracle, people sought him out. But yet a man is not looking for Jesus. He's sitting there waiting for the staring of the water. So that he can jump into the pool. And Jesus comes by and asks him, do you want to be made whole? He's asking the same question. You've been struggling with that problem. You've been, you've been coming in and out of the church with that problem. Every day you've been coming and going and coming. Do you want to be made whole? Some of us hold on to the problem. We don't want to give it to God. We feel good holding on to the problems. Oh, we don't want to give it to God because we, we use the problem as our crush. We use it as our crush so that we can have something to complain about. So we can have something to complain about. Do you want to be made whole? Tell me in your, in your rational mind, if you are seeking for healing and God comes to you and says, do you want to be made whole? Will you come up with an excuse? He said, Lord, I have no one to put me into the pool. 
And, and Jesus, being very merciful, said, take up your bed. Take up your bed. And walk. The Bible said there were many, many people at the pool of Bethesda that were sick that have been there probably more than this man had been there. They've been waiting on the stirring of the water. And Matthew Henry says that perhaps the reason the people were sitting at the pool because they did not know when the water would be stirred by the angel, so they had to come and wait. Because they, they did not know the time or the hour that the water was going to be stirred. So they come in, waiting on the angel to stir the water. There are three things that I want to lift up this afternoon from this text. The first thing that I want to lift up is found in verses 7. Jesus said to the, uh, to the sick man in verse 6, he said, do you want to be made well? In verse 7, he said, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is there. The first thing I want to lift up is stop blaming others for your own failures. You got to take the initiative for yourself. This man, even if someone has brought him to the pool, he had to, he had to take an initiative to put himself into the pool. And it's not no one's job to get you into the pool. You need healing from God. You need healing from God when the angels stand off the water. So you ought to take the initiative to get yourself into the pool. Stop blaming others for your failure. You know, many times we play the blame game, and the first person we play the blame game to is the devil. We tell the de we, we, we say the devil made me do it. We, 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 we don't realize that we give Satan more power than he deserves. The Bible said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if, if the Holy Spirit dwells in us and lives in us, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is working in you. You are to stand up to the devil and tell the devil, this ain't happening on my watch. But to blame the devil for the things that we ourselves have done. He said, I have no one to put me in the pool. He tried to blame others for his inability to put himself into the pool after the water had been stirred by the angel. Like some of us, we blame everybody in our lives for things that we've done. If my mind has done this, my life will be good. If my dad has done this, my life will be good. But when are you going to take responsibility for your own life? When are you going to say, I'm going to take handle of my life and move it in the direction to which God has called me? You got to take responsibility. Stop blaming others for your failures. Stop blaming others for things that happen in your life. Because others are not responsible for your life. 
Jesus has given you a life. He's called you. He's saved your soul. He's brought you thus far. You ought to take responsibility. And do the things that he's called you from. And start giving the devil all the credit that you give him. He's not worthy of all that credit. The Bible tells us that a man is drawn away by his lust. By his lust. When we lust after things, then we blame the devil. Well, he made me do it. He's the problem. But you have power. The Bible said, be, speak those things that be not as though they already are. You know, one of the things that, 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 that get on my nerves are negative people. People who don't have nothing positive to say about themselves. About themselves. One of the techniques we teach people as, as, as a mental health therapist is to teach them self-positive talk. We tell them to tell yourself, I am I, am, I, I have power over, over, over drugs. I have power over this condition. I am better than this. And after you keep saying that, you can believe that you are better than your condition. That's why the Bible says, speak those things that be not as though they already are. You are the head and not the tail. You are the lender and not the borrower. You ought to start speaking those things in your life that will empower you to take over the realm of your life. But instead, you pull it on the devil. Not only did this man need to take responsibility and start blaming others for his life, but he needed to forget about the past. Stop living in the past. In, in, in verse, verse 7, he, he tells Jesus, he said, but while I am coming, another step before me. Jesus, Jesus didn't ask him all that question. Jesus comes straight to the chase. He said, do you want to be made well? He didn't ask him, how many people ahead of you? How are you going to, 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 to navigate the waters to get in? He said, do you want to be made well? And then, because he had been used to blaming others for not helping him into the pool, he said, I have no one to help me. Then he didn't stop there. He said, whenever I try, somebody step. No, you're not trying harder. No, you're not. Because if you're trying harder, you will beat other people to the game. You will beat other people to the pool. Stop living in the past. Stop living in the past. Stop living in the past. Because living in the past is going to hinder you from where God is calling you to go. The Apostle Paul in, in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, he said, Forgetting those things that are behind and pressing forward to the mark of the heart's calling through Christ Jesus. That's why it is called the past. It's, it's over. It's gone. 
Stop living in the past. Many Christians live in the past. I used to be this. I used to do this. I used to be the first to the church. I used to do this in the church. Why you stop doing it? All of us ought to bring our spiritual gifts together so that the church can benefit from our spiritual gift. But instead of that, we hold back our spiritual gift. We hold back. Stop living in the past. This man was living in the past. He gave Jesus an excuse. I can't get in the water because no one to help me get to the water. Then Jesus said, but do you want to be made whole? I'm not asking you who helps you to get to the water. I'm asking you, do you want to be made whole? Stop complaining about what you can't do. A lot of times we focus on what we are unable to do rather than focus on what our strengths are, what we can do for God. Oh, I can't come to choir rehearsal. I have to work late. Oh, I can't come to this thing because my job would not permit me to do it. But yes, you can find time to go to the basketball game. You can find time to watch your favorite movie on TV. But you come up with excuses why you can't do this, why you can't do that. Not only, not only was this man blaming others for his own inabilities, not only was he living in the past, but he thought he needed the, he thought he needed the water for his healing. Jesus, the life giver, Jesus, the great physician, Jesus, the bridge that links over troubled water, is standing right there and asking you, do you want to be made whole? He's not asking you, how do you get in the water? What do you want to get in the water? He said, do you want to be made whole? Do you want relief from your pain? Do you want relief from the trouble you find yourself in? Do you want relief from all of the happiness in the world? Do you want release? But you think you need this and that to make your life work. The only thing you need to make your life work is Jesus. Jesus is the center of my life. That's all we need. We need Jesus. This man was looking at the water when the, the one who gives life, the one who has the power to raise him is standing before him and, and asking him, do you want to be made whole? And he's stuck on the water. On the water. A lot of times we as Christians limit ourselves of miracle. We want God to perform miracle in a box. If, if the God that I serve is not bigger than my thought, then I don't want to serve him. God is not a conventional God. God chooses to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. So sometimes some of us think God is going to heal us a certain way when God is saying to you that your healing is in this place. But sometimes we think that our healing ought to come Designed in a specific box. This is how God ought to heal me. 
You remember the story of Naaman? In the Old Testament, Naaman, he goes, the girl tells him, say, there's a prophet back in my hometown that, will, that can heal you. And Naaman is expecting to go there for Elisha to lay his hands on him. And Elijah sent a messenger. They didn't even, didn't even care to come outside. Sent a messenger to Naaman and said, Naaman, tell Naaman to go into the Jordan River and dip seven times. And Naaman said, what? I thought he was going to come and lay his hands on me. You see, that's how some of us are. We, 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 we put God in this box. God has to do certain things that fits the, the norm of our understanding. The God we serve is bigger than our human comprehension. He's bigger than what we think he ought to be doing. If, if, if the God I serve is just a small God and it's not bigger, that, that doesn't transcend my understanding, then I don't want to serve him. Because he got to be bigger than that. The Bible says his ways are not our ways. Neither are his thoughts our thoughts. As far as the heaven is from the earth, so is the ways of the Lord. So God's way is not our way. We cannot tell God how we want him to perform miracles in our lives. This is what this man was trying to do. He thought Jesus was going to say, okay, I'll help you all get, go get in the pool. Jesus said, do you want to get me, do you want to be well? Do you want to be made well? That's the question. Do you want to be made well? You see, this man did not understand that the one he was talking to was the lady of the valley. The one he was talking to was, was the prince of peace. The one he was talking to was the Jehovah of Shaddai. He, he didn't understand that the guy he was talking to was more than enough. He didn't understand that the man he was talking to was a doctor in a sick room. He didn't understand that the one he was talking to had all power and authority to heal the sick. Jesus is that bridge over troubled waters. When your back is against the wall, he's that bridge. When you have no money and your change is acting funny, he's the bridge. When you're in trouble, he's that bridge. Amid all the economic uncertainty, Jesus is the bridge. When life is going not the way you want, to, want it to go, Jesus is the bridge over troubled waters. He's that, 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 that God that will calm your fears. This is how this hymn writer puts it. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. It's sinking sand. Another writer puts it this way. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the, earth, of the air heard my despairing cry. And from the waters lifted me, now I'm saved. Jesus is that bridge that links you over troubled water. He said, I'll, I'll be a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. I'll be a friend that's thicker closer than a brother. I'll be there when all else have failed. That's the kind of God we serve.
a God who has all power in his hands, all power. Do you want to be made whole this morning? Do you want release of, from your trouble? Or do you want to keep holding on to your trouble? Some of us love our trouble as a crush. Because at least that's where we can have a pity party by ourselves. That's where people can have a pity party. Oh, poor little me. But you have to understand that when you have Jesus, there's no time for a pity party. There's no time to have a self-pity because you are in Jesus. You are grounded and rooted in Jesus. So just like this man, the, the, the question to you is, do you want to be made whole this morning? Do you want release from all of your trouble? If you do, you ought to stop blaming other people for your faults. This person is not speaking to me because she said the first word to me. It's time to, throw, it's time to trash that. Stop living in the past. And you don't need the pool for anything. What you need is Jesus. Stand up to your feet.